Good morning, everyone. You are listening to God's Gift Through His Word with your gracious host, Tanika Drake. So I hope everyone had an amazing weekend. Can I just share on Saturday, it was a little busy for me. And on Sunday, it was busy as well. Went to two services and then got a chance to go see this phenomenal play um, called Shattered Class. It was so good. It was so moving. And then after that, I hung out with um, the founder of A Window Between Worlds and we did some touchstones and it was just a really amazing experience. So um, if you're in California, um, definitely go check out Shattered Glass in Santa Monica. It's such a good play. I enjoyed it immensely. But so today's June 4, 2018. And for this entire week, I'm, I don't even know if it's going to go to next week, but we're going to start working on, I at least I am, starting to work on the domestic violence, uh, spiritual abuse, and the self-worth series. So I'm getting started on that. And for our starter, we are going to be starting and looking at flirtation and flirting so is it okay to flirt when you're single married or in a relationship and the answer that i have discovered is no it is not okay to flirt whether being single whether being married or in a relationship because it is about that sexual attraction between both both individuals and that sexual lust is obviously the lust turns into a sin because you think about the thoughts, the thoughts become actions. So flirting is wrong and it's it's so subtle. It doesn't seem like it's harmful, but you know, that's where the devil works. He works in subtleties. He doesn't just always do something that's totally outlandishly just absolute black and white dead wrong. Those gray areas where we don't know if this is kind of right, but it doesn't feel wrong, but it is. So I discovered that and I was like, okay, because I said sometimes when I was younger, I used to flirt and I was like, it's not bad, but it is. Flirting is not okay. So do you need to flirt to find the right person? So all of you godly ladies out there that are like, well, if I flirt, I'll get the right man. And you know, but we're not supposed to be flirting ladies. We don't need to flirt. You are just who you need to be. You just have to be you because God will send you that person. He's supposed to find you because like it says in Proverbs eighteen twenty two, he that findeth a wife finds a good thing. You don't go pursue your husband. He pursues you. So when he finds you, you'll be totally fine because he's finding you god sent him to you you don't have to go looking for him or pat your eyes or say some kind of flirtatious comment when god has sent the right person for you you'll know it and you don't have to search you just have to be yourself keep yourself with integrity honesty truthfulness and all that you're supposed to do as a godly woman sometimes we find that we get ourselves involved with a person and this is part of the spiritual abuse I was talking about. Um, you find yourself involved with a pastor, an elder, a deacon, a bishop, um, any of those titles. And, we, and we're going to talk about this more. Um, spiritual abuse does happen by clergy. Spiritual abuse can also happen by your significant other. But sometimes when spiritual abuse happens, it can happen in an array of different ways. And the person that is, is doing the abuse... They may not even know they're doing it. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they don't. Nine times out of ten, they know. 
But because if you share things, and this is the emotional vulnerability we'll also talk about, so much to talk about with this entire series, but if you are in an emotionally uh, vulnerable position and you disclose certain things to a pastor or someone that has a listening ear and is very um, able to communicate back with you what you want to hear, it's very easy to slide in some flirtation. It's very easy to change your mannerisms towards that person because you see that person as a person that knows the word, is able to teach the word, shared word with you. But we have to be careful. We also have to be mindful because the Bible says, if you look upon a woman or man and lust in your heart, you have already committed adultery. So if you already have those thoughts in your head, you've already gone against what God is wanting you to do. So we have to work on that. So we have to work on that a lot. So like I said, you don't need to flirt to find somebody. You don't have to do that. And also, if when God sends you someone, the person that is for you, they're not going to have you do something that is harmful. They're not going to have you get out of character. If they have you break character and you break character, of course, you need to go back and search yourself and search what you did, what you could have done or what you could have set up boundaries. Because sometimes we don't set up boundaries. And I spoke about this on one of the DV Late Night Talks. If you don't set up boundaries for certain relationships or certain people coming in your life, those boundaries and those lines get blurred because you don't have any set up. So then it's like game. It's like game on. There's so many ways that the relationship or the friendship can go in wrong areas because you don't have a set of boundaries, some lines that you won't cross. And that's when some of us, women and men, don't understand which way we're going left or right. If it's a person that's a friend, then they need to stay a friend. If it's something else, then it needs to be done in a godly manner. The person who's pursuing you needs to make sure that they're doing it in a manner that is becoming for God to be appreciating, appreciating that. So if it was something that you would not show the church, um, it's probably not becoming. If it's nothing that you can broadcast to a congregation or you can set up in front and say, this is what I'm doing, that's not becoming. So I'm saying this for myself because my eyes have been open and I need to I need to reconsider some things and set up some boundaries for myself in my personal life. And we know that uh, power lies in our tongues. So sometimes I would say, you know, my personal life is chaotic. I don't want to say that anymore because I'm working on having a more healthier personal life. So that's what I'm going to focus on. So as I still keep talking about flirting, flirting then also brings about shame. It brings about guilt and it can bring about humiliation and also it can bring about blame. Something that you do and then you turn around and say, oh, I wish I shouldn't have done that. I feel so guilty. I feel so bad. Flirting now has put you in part of the domestic violence um, saga. It's that cycle. It's that vicious cycle that the perpetrator has been hitting on you, doing bad things to you. And now... You think that you're the one that blamed. Maybe I caused him to hurt me. Maybe I caused him to hit me in the, that domestic violence part. Now, in the spiritual abuse part, the person doesn't have to put their hands on you at all. They just talk to you. They just could, if you're in their presence, they could just rub you gently down your back or say some things that aren't quite right. 
So we have to be mindful of these things. First Peter 5, 8 says this, be of, so, be of sober, be on the alert. Um, your, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So I'm going to give you guys that one again so you guys can check it out because I might have missed some words. First Peter, the fifth chapter, eighth verse. So because I was writing this down, so I might have left some words out. But in the event that you don't know about flirting, it is harmful and it is very deceiving because it does give the appearance that it's harmless. But like I said, flirting you have to put up boundaries and a person that's pursuing you. We'll talk about the ladies, men. Um, they know what they're doing, but <laughs> ladies, when a godly person is pursuing you, they won't cause you to break character. Like I said, they won't cause you to do something that questions your integrity, questions how you are. Cause if you're not like that, that person coming into your life will consider you more and want to respect you and just want to honor you as the woman of God that you are. So they want to cherish you. And if they are not doing that, then they don't have respect for you. And that's probably not the person for you. Now, if the person comes back and they are um, apologetic or they understand where they may have gone wrong, then that's different. It's something you can work out. But um, when a man comes into your life and you think he's sent by God. You know what the word says. You need to test the spirit. You have to see if that's true because not everybody that comes in our lives is here to pursue you. Sometimes they just come as friendship. Sometimes they're there to teach you a lesson and then they go about their business. So First uh, Corinthians fifteen thirty three says, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. So, that is another thing I was talking about, integrity. If a person comes into your life, and I'm going to speak about me because I'm a female. If a man comes into my life and I start doing things I don't normally do, then that's, that's, that's a my fault. Not blaming, but that is my fault for not being mindful and keeping my eyes open. Because that word says, be not deceived. If I'm deceived because of evil communication, then it corrupts my good manners. Okay, so I'm just using myself as an example. I don't know anybody else's story. So you just have to keep some of these scriptures in mind. And it's hard when you don't know the word. That's why it's a study to, to be approved. So you have to know the word because sometimes if you don't know your word, you're able to be deceived. And guess what? Satan loves that. You don't know his word and he knows the word better than you. This is the part where you got to really study. And sometimes we study everything else, but we don't study about relationships. And God has everything that we need in relationships. And I'm finding this out as I'm working out this entire series. This is probably going to be pretty long. That even in the Songs of Solomon, he's got some really good stuff in there. So knowing your words, studying it, taking your time to study and show yourself proof so you can know so that when things are happening like flirtation, that you can say to yourself, is this right or is this wrong? We don't know everything. That's why God left us his word so that we can have a guide for our lives. So I'm not going to spend too much time on this this morning. That's just part of the series. So I am going to say, 
if a man does come into your life and he's a godly man and he wants to pursue you, he will do it with honor and respect. Because First Peter, the second chapter 17 verse says, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. The person will honor you. They will respect you. They won't degrade you. They won't want you to do anything that is not becoming. And so if you have done anything that you might feel is a little bit shady or wrong, then you just need to stop now because now you know. Because once you know, you can't go back. So now that eyes are open and hearts have heard, ears have listened, I hope that this will help someone today because we're going to be going through this series, um, this whole entire series for a while. I'm not really sure how many more I have to do, but I do know I have some voicemails and I have a lot of things that I have to start bringing in and I will. So I'll probably be doing it for the morning instead of at night because it feels like all of this has been laid on my heart to start getting it out now. So I hope you guys are going to have an amazing day and I hope... That if you find yourself um, wondering if there's a person pursuing you, remember to test the spirit. Do they have any fruits of the spirit? Do they, do they resemble that? Or is there something that is going to corrupt your good manners? So let us go in prayer. And I hope you guys will have an amazing Monday. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you for opening my eyes. Lord God, thank you for using your word to correct. Lord God, thank you that you are amazing in all that you share. Lord God, thank you that you have found a word for me today. And Lord God, as I share this word and as I share this particular series, Lord God, give me your wisdom. Give me help as I share. Holy Spirit, use me to truly be that vessel and to share with those who may not know and understand. Lord God, I just pray right now a special blessing on those who will hear. Lord God, for those who don't understand, Lord God, give them understanding. Give them wisdom. In the name of your precious son, Yahshua, I say thank you. I praise your name. And Lord God, you are so worthy of the praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, on today. Amen. You guys have a blessed, motivated day. And enjoy your Monday. And may you be totally inspired to do something God has put on your heart on today. God bless. And I will see you guys tomorrow. I can honestly say that I've been blessed to be in relationships where I was able to, you know, um, develop and cultivate my relationship with God. It's, um, it was harder for me inside the church though um simply because of the i I don't want to call it politics but that's basically what it is and i felt that um i could not be me um there was a certain way that people want you to be and it has absolutely nothing to do with god and it left me feeling vulnerable um and left me feeling spiritually abused you know, neglected, uh, I felt left out, not a part of something, but God, but God, (laughs) he has a way of doing. Yeah. So what I'm saying, um, so once we 
and for you to realize for young ladies out there to realize that you're in a situation like this here you have to uh, really seek some help you seek some help for yourself um, I'm sure if you've been beaten on you got to go to the hospital have black eyes you know you're in this control mechanism that your um, partner husband whoever this person is who abusing you right have you feeling withdrawn it's like you can't talk to nobody you just in this cycle you think you're stuck if you got feelings like that you are in a domestic violence situation and you must come out come out from among it i know it's going to be hard but you can do it i did it i walked away from a full furnished house walked away me and my children packed our stuff up and i told them we are never coming back here because sometimes you got to do it on a stick you know what i'm saying just because of their behavior